0: Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Hello. Hello. It is your host, Dr. Morgan. And I'm so excited about today's episode. Funny story, I have a niece whose name is Audrey, my twin sister's daughter, and I adore her. She's three years old, and she has this deal where if she likes you, you are invited to her birthday, and if she does not like you, you are not invited, and that can change at any time of day. Um, for instance, we have a dog here on the farm in Montana and the dog barks a lot. His name is Winston. He's a golden doodle. Um, and he's super communicative and Audrey does not like his barking. So when he's barking, she says, Winston, you are not invited to my birthday. I wish I could do her voice, but I, I can't quite do it. Um, but I'm invited to Audrey's birthday, uh, which is great. And there's a few other people who are. All of the kitties on the ranch are invited. Her brother, it depends on the day and the time if he's invited or not. Same with mom and dad. I get to be the fun aunt, so I think I'm always invited, but it depends if mom and dad are making her do things. But why am I talking about this? Today is my birthday, August 17th. And guess what? I like all of you, and you are all invited to my birthday. (laughs) And for today's special episode, I am doing 33 things I have learned about self-worth and great relationships. And for my birthday, I believe it was last year or maybe even the year before, I think I did like my top 10 things I've learned in a decade of dating so if you liked that episode, you're going to love this episode, and this is going to be two parts. So today I'm going to tell you my 17 lessons about healing and relationships, um, and then I'm going to finish it up in a part two that'll come out on Monday, but it's my birthday. This is my gift to you. Bonus thing I've learned I would so much rather give to people and be of service and help others than receive gifts. (laughs) That's something I've learned about myself. Um, So it feels good for me to know that on my birthday, I get to give this gift of these 17 lessons. So let's buckle in. Let's just get it going. These are in no particular order, and I think they'll be helpful. So let's do it. Lesson number one, relationships make you feel more of what you already feel, or they make you more of what you already are. So, for example, if I have low self-worth and an anxious attachment style, when I get into a relationship, all of that will be amplified. So we can think of relationships as a multiplier. If I have high self-worth and I feel securely attached and I'm content in my life and I feel loved and I love myself and I love the people in my life and I can receive love, guess what? Getting into a romantic relationship will multiply all of those feelings, right? And I think this is important to note because a lot of times, those of us that have struggled with low self worth or feeling so alone and empty and unloved and all those things, we think a relationship is going to fix that for us. But the reality is, it will only multiply those feelings. Maybe not at first, right? Like maybe for a while, it'll fill that void or cover it up for you. But in the long run, unless you have learned how to feel how you want to feel on your own, and unless you've given that to yourself, you cannot expect a romantic relationship to give it to you. All right, I got to keep moving. Point number two, identify how you want to feel in all areas of your life. This kind of relates to point number one, but you have to say, how do I want to feel? And use that as your North Star. Not what do I want to achieve, but how do I want to feel? This one's really important because so many of us think that if we achieve a certain thing or have a certain thing, that it will cause us to feel how we want to feel. But then we do all this work and we get to the top of the mountain and we don't feel any differently. So it's so much more important to identify how do I want to feel and then work backwards from that and create as much of that feeling in your life as possible. Um, Humans are feeling creatures. That's what separates us, right? And we can use that to our advantage and realize that everything that we do We do because we think it's going to make us feel a certain way. So you can really just, like I said, work backwards, identify the feeling first. So for example, I want to feel loved. I want to feel adored. I want to feel emotionally safe in my relationships. And then I would ask myself, well, what does that look like? How do I create that? All right, hopefully that one really sinks in for you all. And once again, that's all areas of your life, work, family, friendships, how do you want to feel? All right, point number three, this one is a random lesson from 33 years on this planet. And it's one that my younger self would say, what, really? But it's the truth. Having a home base is necessary. A lot of you probably know that I have been between Florida and Montana and other places, Nashville, San Diego, um, spent some time in Portland. I have done a lot of travel. And what I've come to realize at age 33 is I feel my best and I do my best when I have a home base. I really need a home base in order to thrive. And I know there's there's some of you out there listening who are like, "Oh, but I'm a nomad and I'm traveling the world and I'm, you know, doing my thing." Yes, I think there can be seasons of that and I've had that season for the last couple of years. However, I'm getting to a season where I am craving roots, a home base. I'm craving routine and I'm going to honor that. I'm actually really honoring that because I am building a house outside of Bozeman, Montana. I will have my very first ever home uh, by beginning of 2023. So, exciting time in my world to try to build that home base. Okay, lesson number 4. Structure is freedom. This one's deep. You might have to think about that. Structure is freedom. When we build our days and we intentionally design them and we have our schedules built out, and this relates to relationships as well, right? When we say, okay, every month we have a check-in about how our relationship is progressing or once a week, we have a check-in about how things are going. We create freedom. We create connection. So sometimes people go, Oh, structure, like I don't want it in my life. But the reality is, structure is incredibly helpful. The more you can intentionally build out your schedule and build out your days, by having that, you leave room for creativity and you leave room for expression. Chaos creates bondage when things are not planned when things are not structured you just can feel so overwhelmed and so exhausted and nothing gets done so really having structure having time blocking that's your best friend and i was horrible 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 at that in my 20s and building the empower secure love program and building the community that we have that was the thing that caused me to get good at structure and get good at time blocking because it was necessary to build this amazing community. Hopefully y'all are like this. <laughs> Lesson number five. I can't believe we're only on five. This might have to be like a six-part deal, but let's see. Lesson number five. Most unhealthy conflict can be avoided by pausing. That one is huge. If you can learn when your blood is boiling, when you feel like you're going to lose it, you feel the scream (laughs) welling in your throat. I'm being dramatic. Maybe it's not that bad. But when you get to that moment, can you pause? Can you tune into yourself and say, what am I feeling? And realize that there's ways where your partner can hear you and there's ways where they cannot And if you're going to approach conflict in a way where you're screaming and you're emotionally dysregulated, it's likely not going to do any good for you or your partner. So how can you self-soothe and emotionally regulate before navigating a conflict conversation, right? And that's something I got really good at in my late 20s and into my 30s. It's something I was horrible at. Earlier on in my life, I usually would hold things in, hold things in, hold things in, explode, and then the cycle would repeat itself. So I have so much compassion for those of you who are like, uh, healthy conflict, what's that? It is possible. It is. And one of the ways you support it is by learning how to pause and to be intentional about how you navigate conflict. Lesson number six, receiving love unconditionally can be learned. This was a big one for me. In my past relationships, and my childhood, I felt like I had to be really, really productive. I had to achieve. I had to stand out. I had to do things in order to earn love, and it caused me to really overachieve and push myself and beat myself up when I felt like I was failing. Um, And now I've stepped into a season where I realized I've healed to the point where I can receive love as I am, and it does not feel tied to the condition that I have to earn it. So to a place where I've done enough healing in my life, where receiving love is a given, I don't feel like I have to earn it. Um, And I never would have thought that would be possible for me, but here we are. And getting to the place also where receiving love feels good and I'm not quote unquote waiting for the other shoe to drop or, you know, I'm not thinking it's all going to go away or thinking that they're going to want something in return. If I receive it, I'm at a place where I'm securely attached. I have an incredible relationship with Not only my partner, but with myself, with my team, with my family, with my friends. And I'm able to receive love and not sabotage it, right? Hopefully that gives you some hope. Those of you listening, you're like, what? Unconditional love. Yes, it's out there. You can learn that you can make mistakes and still be worthy of love or that you can feel like you're not good enough at something and still be worthy of love. All right, on to the next lesson number eight. For me, the older I have become, the more value I place on family and family time, and I have learned that the time that I spend with my family is time that I never regret. And I will add a caveat that that was after years of healing myself and healing my relationships with my family um, and getting to the place where time with them is time well spent and where time with them also includes boundaries that I have and non-negotiables that I continue to honor for myself even when I'm with them. Right. So I want to make sure it's clear that this didn't just happen overnight where I'm like, oh, I love my family. Nope. as I (laughs) healed myself, I also had to intentionally heal relationships with my family. Um, One of those being the relationship with my twin sister which i'm incredibly grateful for and the ability to be part of her kids' lives to be aunt morgan it's probably the thing in the world that i am the most grateful for and for me that's because just family is a core value for for me i know some of you it's not and there's nothing wrong with that um But I just had to heal and get to the place where I could have healthy family relationships so that I could honor that core value. All right. I feel like I'm just going on tangents, but I think this is helpful. All right. Point number nine or lesson number nine, make space for spirituality. This one I don't talk about on the podcast and maybe I will. If you want me to send me a DM, let me know. You want me to talk about my spiritual journey. I will share it with you. Um, I had gotten to a place in 2020 where it was no longer an option for me. It kind of was, you have to look at your spirituality. And I'm incredibly grateful for that challenging time in my life that forced me to develop my spiritual life, because it has enriched my life in so many ways and led me to levels of peace that I did not believe were possible. And I do want to acknowledge that I believe that all people have to make their own decision in this area of life, and you have to come to it on your own terms. Um, and if you all want me to talk about it, let me know, shoot me a DM. I'd be happy to talk about my my spiritual journey and kind of where I am now Um, but yeah, it's made every area of my life better. And I know that when I make intentional space for a connection with a higher power, that everything's better in my life. Point number 10 or lesson number 10, (laughs) friendships need to be maintained. I got to a point in my life where I realized, wow, there's these people who I know from different seasons, from undergraduate, from grad school, from that random summer job I worked, uh, and I realized some of these people deserve to be invested into. Like, I deserve to maintain these friendships because they're people who care. They've been reciprocal connections, and I highly value these people. And what I decided to do, and some of you might laugh about this, but what I decided to do is to make a list of the friends that I knew I wanted to invest into. So I have a list of about, honestly, it's not maybe as long as some people's would be. There's about 10 people on my list, and I make an effort to stay connected to those people. And I have a rule that I have to see them once a year. I have to be in person and see them once a year. Um, and that has been really important for me just to identify those friendships and make a commitment to invest quality time. And who knows, as we all grow and build our own families, et cetera, maybe that'll be every other year, but I'm in a season where I can make that happen. Um, so maybe you relate to that and you go, yeah, I need to intentionally invest into friendships. I would encourage you make a list. Who are the people you want to invest into? Friendships do not deepen and grow just by no investment. It's kind of like having a garden. You got to show up. You got to plant the seeds. You got to water it. You got to maintain it year after year if you want to reap the benefits. So to my friends, I appreciate y'all. If you're listening, you probably know who you are. um, And I will continue to invest in those friendships. All right. What do we got? (laughs) So many good points. Here we go. Lesson number 11, your vision needs to be updated. You cannot build your life with the same vision for the rest of your life because you learn about yourself, you grow, you change, you heal, and your vision changes. Silly example, I used to have on my vision board that I would have a Tesla X And boy, did I look forward to that. And it was a huge picture. And I was imagining driving the Tesla X. Guess what? Your girl rented a Tesla X and hated it. (laughs) I got the data that I hated it. So it's not on my vision board anymore. And the funny thing is, I actually don't give a shit about cars anymore. Um, At one point I did. I really don't care anymore. It's funny. I've changed that a car not going on my vision board ever again. Um, So I want you to realize whether it's a relationship, a place you live, a career, your vision needs to be updated. You have permission to change as you gather the data about what your heart desires. Okay. Remember that. Okay. Point number 12, open, honest, direct conversations about what you want and genuine curiosity about what your partner wants. That's what my little note says. So what I mean by that is when you're building a relationship with a life partner, be very open about what you want You need to take ownership. You cannot be silent and let resentment build and then be pissed off later on. You have to own your needs and your preferences and your wants and your desires. Communicate about it at the same time. And this is the one that people miss. You need to have genuine curiosity about what it is that your partner wants. If you're claiming to be someone's partner, you need to know the desires on their heart. You need to know what vision they have for their life. You need to be unwavering in your curiosity about who they want to become. Because if you don't know that, how can you build a lifelong partnership? And if they don't know what they want, you need to just be support, like be a support system for them and help them find what it is that they want, not do it for them, But just let them know that you're going to be there as they find their way and figure out who they are and what it is that they want in life. Lesson number 13, there are seasons in relationships. There's seasons where you're deeply connected. Everything feels great. You're spending a ton of quality time together and things are flowing. And there are seasons where there's challenges, where one of you just got a new job where maybe your partner lost one of their parents and they're going through a season of grief, your relationship will never be the same at all times. There will be seasons where you're deeply, deeply connected and seasons where there's some distance. And you have to know that that's normal and it's part of every relationship. Remember that codependency, where you merge and you become one person, codependency is not sustainable it's unhealthy to have that level of connection where you are one person <laughs> at all times you cannot sustain a relationship that way so embrace the seasons of togetherness and distance and know that as long as you communicate about wanting to come back together that you always can Lesson number 14, if you are recovering from an anxious attachment style, y'all have been waiting for the attachment theory to come out. You're like, okay, we're at 14. Where are the attachment theory lessons? (laughs) Here it is. Lesson 14. If you're recovering from an anxious attachment style, you may be likely to develop some avoidant attachment strategies in your healing. And this is common because, <laughs> well, it's, it's really interesting and actually it could be like a whole episode. I probably should make it a whole episode, but in a nutshell, um, so you're healing from anxious attachment. You're trying to get to a securely attached place. And then you find yourself with avoidant attachment strategies. What happens is you start changing who you are attracted to because you're doing the healing. And then you will have people in your life who want to love you and show up for you. And you're still really uncomfortable with it uh, because you still have some deep core beliefs that need to be rewired. So what will happen is your brain goes, well, what about this way of avoiding intimacy? And then you start having avoidant attachment strategies come out. So it can be so confusing, but I want you to know if you're recovering from anxious attachment and you realize you're starting to develop some avoidant attachment tendencies, that's totally normal. And it just means that you're not quite comfortable with receiving love and your attachment systems trying to find other ways to sabotage you fully receiving love. And I've seen that in myself and I've seen it in hundreds of clients. Uh, so I, once again, I'll do a whole other episode on that. Okay. Lesson number 15, you got to find what your purpose is. You got to find what it is that you could wake up in the morning and say, I am so excited about this. And for me, it was building this community, building this podcast, building the empowered, secure love program and getting to serve women in that way. I am so excited about my life and my career, and filling up my cup in that way has made me a better friend, a better partner, um, just a better human being because I feel connected to my purpose and connected to something so much bigger than me. Lesson number 16, joy is your job. I love that. That's been on my mind a lot. No one else can tell us what our joy is. Nobody else can give it to us. Our friends aren't models for what our joy is. We have to be willing to experiment and play and grow and determine what is our joy. Joy is your job, nobody else's job. You know, my joy, some of the things (laughs) lifting heavy. (laughs) weights, <laughs> go into a yoga class, blasting Drake with the windows down, driving on a gravel road in a pickup with no, no cars, no one else around. Uh, my joy is going to bed at 9.30 at night and reading a good book before I do it. My joy is talking about Relationships and attachment theory, and having deep, deep conversations with people and avoiding the small talk BS that a lot of people talk about. Like all of this stuff, I've become unapologetic about realizing what my joy is. And notice it's not like these big, crazy things. I'm not like, oh, my joy is going to Belize and becoming a dive instructor. It's not like dramatic. It's the everyday things that our lives are made of. And it's the things that you go, wow, when I do that, I feel good. It fills up my gas tank and I feel (laughs) taken care of, right? So be honest with yourself. Joy is your job. Experiment. Know what it is that you want more of in your life. This is the last lesson on my birthday, lesson 17, which is funny. It's August 17th, and we're on lesson 17. And the lesson is, go to bed when you want to at the same time every night. You may think that that's silly, but it's really important. Sleep is huge for our mental health, our well-being, our functioning, And remember how I said, structure is freedom. When you decide what your bedtime is, and I do believe that all of us are different. Some of us, it's, if you're like me, it's 9.30 at night. Some of us, it's 11. Um, But create the bedtime that works for you and stick to it. And I swear to you, it will change your life more than you could ever imagine. All right, y'all, I hope you enjoyed these 17 lessons and please know that I appreciate you. You're invited to my birthday forever and always. And I'm just so grateful that we have this community and this podcast. It means the world to me to connect with you and to get to serve people in this way is just the best gift. And I'm incredibly grateful. Um, I obviously want to encourage you if you've thought about it, this is the best time to apply to the Empowered Secure Love program. We do have amazing bonuses in August. It's my birthday, I'm feeling extra generous, so I don't want you to miss out on that. Um, and this is a great time to really prioritize yourself. Summer's ending, believe it or not, we're preparing for the holidays. You want to be able to. Do this work now so that you can head into, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of that holiday season so you can head into it just feeling good and feeling taken care of. Right. So I would encourage you if you've been on the fence, now is the time to apply. The link to apply is in my Instagram bio and it's also in the show notes. So go ahead and make sure you do that now. Don't wait on it. And of course, you all know, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth, and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.